Wolfpack Nation, welcome back to Scott Woods, One Man Wolfpack. We have a very special guest today, Coach Mike Sumney, assistant coach at, at NC State Basketball, was a graduate manager, am I correct on that? At That's NC correct. State, 1999. He's been at Citadel, um, been at Queens University, University of Miami, or is it Miami U? Miami U? No, University of Miami. That's University right. of Miami and Bowling Green. Yeah. So, um, we're excited to, to have him back at NC State University, that's for sure. So, so welcome to the, sh to the show, Coach. Hey, thanks, Scott. I, I, I've been at so many places. Like, I know you had to shorten it. I've also been at University of North Florida and St. Yep. Francis University in Pennsylvania for six yep. years. So I, I've, I've been a lot of places, but uh, obviously happy to be home. Well, that, hey, listen, I can tell you um, from me and a lot of Wolfpack Nation, I'm glad that you ended up at NC State. Whether it's 100 places before or now, <laughs> this is the place to be. So we're glad you're here. I appreciate that. Thank you. So um, for everybody tuning in, um, we're going to kind of use this as kind of a preseason episode. Obviously, um, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so it'll, it'll come out Thursday. But we'll kind of go over some, some preseason things, go over you know, some of the, the freshmen through seniors, as well as we'll touch a little bit on the game that had taken place on Tuesday. So first off, before we move, uh, move on, let me tell you about uh, a little bit about our partners at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they're offering $250 match bonus on your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play through to your turn bonus into cash. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So growing up in Hickory and attending NC yeah. State, when did you know you wanted to be a coach? Uh, probably when I realized I wasn't a good player like you, uh, <laughs> which was very early on. I had a lot of people tell me, uh, but no, seriously, I, I, I grew up loving sports and it, it's a little bit different. Um, you grow up in North Carolina, obviously you grew up in Indiana, Indiana is a basketball state, North Carolina is a basketball state. And I just loved every sport. And once I found a team, I, I, I loved that team. Uh, yeah. So I had a baseball team, a basketball team, a football team. Um, tried everything, played a little bit of everything, wasn't very, wasn't very good at anything, but did love being part of a team. And basketball was what really I just loved. I, I loved being around it. I wished I was a good player. I tried hard to be a good player. Yeah. Um, but in the end, I knew that probably when I was about, you know, I got towards high school and I said, like, this is the direction. If I want to stay in this game, then it's going to be in a different capacity. And uh, um, just decided that I really, really, really wanted to coach college basketball. Um, growing up in this state with the ACC, like you didn't have every night was a battle and every night was a great game and every night was on TV and you just became enamored with it. We didn't have the Hornets until I was about 14 years old. Uh, okay. So there wasn't even the NBA draw. Um, and you just players stayed for three and four years and the games were great and yeah. it, was, it was just so much fun that you'd go to school the next day to brag about your team win 
Yep. And I think that's, that's, that's one of the, the reasons I really wanted to go to NC state is because um, obviously Indiana basketball is, is so big that I felt like, you know, the next level and the closest thing to that is, is the ACC. So kind of like you're talking, right. I mean, every, every night is a grind. So for me, you know, Boston college was one of the lower tier teams when I was playing, but you take any night off and Boston college is going to get you. Um, right. And that's what I really respected. Right. So, and I, and that's why I really appreciate it. So was NC state like the school? Did you know that's where you're going to go or were you from day one from day, uh, when I was about six years old? Um, I decided my, my parents both went to Appalachian state. Okay. Um, they didn't push sports on me or my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, he didn't really gravitate towards sports. Um, he is a, a black belt in karate and likes okay. to do MMA fighting, but <laughs> he didn't do traditional sports. Myself, um, tried a little bit of everything, but I found NC State when I was about six years old. My, um, my uncle actually attended NC State in the 70s, and my aunt was always wearing NC State stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember I came home one day and I just said to my mom, like, you know who my favorite team is? And she said, who? And I said, that red team. I like the red team. <laughs> and she said, the uh, NC State? And I said, yeah. And I said, do you think Aunt Susan would get me a shirt? And she said, if you told her that, she would absolutely get you a shirt. Now, I was the oldest grandchild, the oldest in that. Yeah. It's the oldest nephew. And so I, I probably got spoiled a little bit. But uh, I remember telling her, and I remember I got a Mr. Wolf t-shirt and uh, I was about six and I would wear it all the time. And that was just out from day one. That was it. When I got to high school, I, my parents were both teachers, mm-hmm. uh, 30 plus years. Both of them are retired now and they actually live in Holly Springs out where you live. Awesome. Um, and, um, at, you know, they, uh, they had always enforced education, obviously. Yeah. And so. I made good grades. Uh, I was very fortunate that that education was really stressed and I had done well in school. And so I could have attended a lot of different schools and I only applied to one. Yeah. And so uh, I applied and and give credit to my mom. She forced me to do it probably when I didn't want to do it because it's summer before your senior year and you just want to go out and have fun and with you with your friends. She said, no, you're going to fill out these essays. And so I did. And I got accepted September of my senior year. So I knew the whole year that's where I was going. And I never wavered. Like, it was the best decision for me. It's the only decision. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell. I, I know why we have a connection already. So both my parents are, are both teachers as well. So oh yeah, I took, I took my dad's. Um, he did intro to engineering. And my mom taught uh, U.S. and European history. And she was about as strict as can be. So I, didn't, I did not take her class. But I took my dad's. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, that's also very similar i can tell you that much yeah my dad was an industrial my dad worked at nc state for a couple of years or 15 years or so in within industrial engineering uh-huh. and i had never i never took an engineering class and my mom taught accounting for she still teaches online classes mm-hmm. and uh i've never taken an accounting class and i like math i just knew that wasn't the direction i wanted to go uh, I love my mom, but the first, so my, my sister's a year younger than me. The, like the second day they were in class, my sister kept talking. My sister, uh, my mom sent her out of the class to the office because she wouldn't stop talking. And so everybody from then on, 
was like, oh, she'll do this to her own kids. <laughs> so yeah, so right. everybody was on notice knowing that anybody can get in trouble. So, you, you know, that is one thing being a, the, the child of a, a teacher or teachers, you didn't get away with anything because exactly. the minute you thought you got away with it, Sunday would roll around, you'd end up in church and there's your teacher and they're yep. talking to your mom and dad and you're like, oh, Sunday afternoon is not going to be fun. <laughs> exactly exactly so now we'll get we'll get talking to the yeah. roster we'll get yeah. talking about this roster a little bit yeah um, i'm one of the ones that have been lucky enough to obviously i came to a practice um in the summer and i was fortunate enough to a couple weeks yeah. ago be able to come to practice and see some things take place but kind of talk briefly we'll kind of go through through sure. each player um the freshman class obviously uh they're still young they're still going to learn it's early in the in the process you know, Kevin Keats has a, a very demanding, you know, defensive system that they're going to have to learn and really gauge before they can get, you know, con some consistent minutes. Kind of talk, you know, about Breon, you know, um, what's his name? Ernest Ross. And then you got uh, Traquavion. Kind of yeah. go through them and obviously kind of touch on them a little bit and kind of your guys' expectations and things that you guys think that they can bring to the team. Sure. Well, I think, you know, each of the first thing is each of those three guys <clears throat> came in this summer ready and willing and able to learn, you mm -hmm. know, really attacking the process and uh, the process, as you well know, guys, everybody that gets to this level, uh, they're here for a reason. You know, yeah. they earned it and there are no mistakes once you get here. But that means that everybody on your team and everybody you play against in this conference also got there for a reason. Yep. And so the success that you had in the past is in the past. But each one of those guys, although they've been extremely successful, came in with a willingness to learn and to work. And so just going in the order that you mentioned on Breon Pass, I mean, I mean, everything, you know, everything that you would want in a freshman, the way he approaches things every day on a daily basis is exactly who Breon Pass is. You know, yep. who he is as a person, who he is as a player. I think guys that those that have come to see our first couple games have seen um, him just be extremely aggressive, diving on the floor after loose balls, taking charges. Yep. And that's every day in practice. You know, you play how you practice. Well, he practices that way. And he's just all out trying to learn and do everything that we've asked him to do. And it is a process to learn those things. But, but his willingness and his toughness set him apart. So yeah. that allows him to, to learn quicker and, uh, and to adjust our program quicker and faster. And so really fortunate to have him. You, you mentioned um, Ernest Ross. Ernest came in, same thing, extremely athletic. Those that saw yep. the game last night saw there at the very, very end. I mean, he had not played for the entire game. He gets in the last couple minutes, gets a steal goes down in transition and tries to literally break the backboard. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that, but that's earnest. That's, he, he plays extremely hard too. Um, works hard. Uh, it, some positions are more difficult than others for what we ask them to do. You know, some positions you have some older guys, some positions you, you have to do multiple things. And sometimes it's out of your comfort zone, but Ernest has embraced that. And every single day he takes coaching and every single day he's working to get better and, He's going to be extremely exciting, fun player for NC State fans to watch, not only this year, but on into the future. But his future is bright, and he's going to make these strides faster than people think. He's, he's getting there very quickly. Yeah. And then, and then Terquavion, 
I mean, his 20 points last night, I think somebody said it was the fifth, um, fifth highest scoring output for a freshman in their yeah. initial game. And he's, um, that's who he is every day in practice, his energy and his enthusiasm, his work ethic and his toughness, he's after it. When those lights come on and there's guys like that, you played with them. I've coached them. When those lights come on, um, they become, they take it even to another level. So yeah. every day at practice, he's that way, but let the game get down to the end, let it get close, um, put a score up on the board and put him on a team and he's going to find a way. And that's really who he is and what he what he brings to the table. And obviously he's um, explosive, energetic, and he can just he makes things happen. Yeah. And that's the that's the one thing. I mean, obviously, I've you get to be with him every day. But the one thing that I've I, that I've really seen and learned is, you know, Traquavion is just kind of that that microwave instant offense that can just kind of get it going at any time. I mean, he can shoot you back into a ball game when all of a sudden yeah. you're down, you know, 12 points and then. Breon's one of those that's just going to be, you know, that kind of field general. I think obviously, you know, Coach Keats loves his football players. That guy that, you know, is going to be that yeah. quarterback out there can keep the team in line and really start to become a leader as he starts to get older. And, the, and you know, right. the same thing with, with Ernest Ross. I think he has that crazy athleticism. And as he starts to put on weight, really get a feel for that system, you know, um, and the way you guys switch defenses, you know, and, you yeah. know, when you can switch one through five, a guy like yeah. Ernest Ross is that much better. I've always said, you know, Jericho Helms is dangerous because you can switch them one through four and on occasions one through five. And when you get Ernest Ross on that and he can lock down almost any guy, very similar to um, Darion Sebron right now. Right. I think he can be very capable just like that. And he's got the size to go with it. So, yeah, For that sure. freshman class, um, I mean, I tell everybody, you got to be patient with them, but at the same time, they're, they're going to come along. They're going to learn. They're going to have their – they're ups and downs like anybody, but they're they're good enough to to really help this team out this year. And they don't lack for confidence either. That's that's, that's for sure. Thing, that's know? for sure. <laughs> I mean, I think those of us that understand the history of NC State, some of the some of our favorite players growing up and watching, and I'm sure guys that you played with, guys you've watched, guys you have seen from past years, um, are guys that didn't lack for any confidence. You know, for sure. uh, you didn't lack for confidence. You knew that you were the best shooter in the gym the minute you walked in there and you weren't afraid to tell people that. And yeah. these guys are that same way. You know, when, when I saw Chris last night, Chris Corciani, he never lacked for confidence, yeah. you know, or toughness. And these guys are like they're, they're in that same mold that, that they come in with not only a great resume and not only hard work ethic, mm -hmm. they're also confident in who they are. And uh, yep. that's a that's a wonderful thing. I'm a Braves fan. I just got finished watching the Braves win the World Series. Yep. And the difference became not when they were good players, just good players, but they had guys like Jock Peterson and he brings a, a level of confidence to their team. Yep. And, and I think that's what these guys are doing with us as well. You know, I, I, I tell everybody there's there's three keys that I think to being a good shooter. It's not about, you know, the prettiest shot or anything like that, but you got to have great footwork. You got to have great balance and you got to believe that you can make a shot. You got to have that confidence. And, you know, it's not about being cocky or anything about like that, but you got to believe in your game. And if you believe you that you're going to make shots and believe when you step on the court, you're the best player, it goes a long way. And that's what my growing up, my dad used to tell me, he said, uh, he said, I don't care who you're lining up against, but as, as soon as you cross that line, 
you need to believe you're the best player. You need to believe that you could take any four guys and win a basketball game. Right. And the day you don't believe that, you probably shouldn't play basketball anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. So it, it went a long ways with me. So for again, sure, great freshman class. We got some yeah. really strong sophomore class. So I think this class right here, especially if they can find a way to stay together, and these bigs out of this class really develop, can yeah. really really take this program to another level. So we got Ebenezer. Jalen Gibson, Cam Hayes, and Darion Sebron, who's a redshirt sophomore. Kind of talk about them, go through them a little bit. And obviously, sure. we're, we're, we're looking at, you know, obviously we've, we know because we've seen a game that, that Manny could be, you know, injured for a little bit. So Ebenezer and, and Jalen are going to be really big pieces moving forward. Kind of talk about them, obviously their development and things like that. And then the, the things we can look forward to the, to the upcoming season. Sure. Both of those guys, uh, Jalen and EB, huge. Um, growth from last year to this year, you know, and I think that's really important to understand, you know, how far they've come and, and their growth and development. Coach Johnson, Coach Roberson, get down there and work with them. You can't get in the gym early enough in the mornings for those guys to, to beat them in for the, for the workouts. I come in and I hear the ball bouncing every single morning and EB and Jalen are in there, whether they're by themselves or whether they're with uh, managers or GAs or, or, coaches they're in there and they're grinding and they're working and so that that's step number one in the process they've gotten bigger and stronger both each each of them has done that and this year that they've been here with uh strength and conditioning pat murphy does an unbelievable job yeah. great job getting those guys bigger and stronger and, and ready to play and i think you're starting to see you saw it last night with those guys coming out uh, eb i think they took one rebound away he had 10 they restatted it and got him to nine but but that was, that was a heck of a contribution by him. And then Jalen's in there getting 13, 15 minutes. And those are just going to continue to advance because of his work ethic. And he's yep. going to continue to add value. Those two guys, as you said, we talked about it earlier. Some positions take longer uh, to develop. Some guys can come in and they've always been a certain size. Big guys, a lot of times, they're just getting to their peak height right now. And they may still be growing. Yep. And until your body stops growing, it's hard to have great control over it. Both of those guys have gotten to that point and they're getting better. They're great. At, they're going to add value and be really good for us. For sure. For sure. So we'll talk a little bit about Cam. So Cam yeah. and Darion are probably, I mean, outside probably Jericho and Manny. I think um, for this team to really take a step and, and creep into the top, top part of the ACC, I think these are two that, you know, have to be big time and um sure. i'm obviously a little bit of bias towards cam because you and cam after practice came up to me so anybody that is willing to learn and you know wants to absorb knowledge to me and put in that work ethic is is special to me so i'm a little bit biased i think i was on a podcast <laughs> the other day they asked me they asked me mvp of the team and i said cam hayes and everybody's like over manny and jericho and i'm like I'm just telling you, the kid, the kid wants to learn. He, the first yeah. person that came up to me wants to learn and get better. That's yeah. going to go a long way. So yeah. kind of talk about those two and, and what they mean to the team and how they continuously get better to take a next step. Yeah, I, well, you're, you're dead on with Cam with being a hard worker and a guy that's, that's dedicated to getting better. Um, he's an all-around person and player. Uh, mm -hmm. As you get to know Cam Hayes, like he's solid from day one. Uh, yeah whether it be on the court, off the court, in his dorm room, you know, away from basketball, within basketball, sitting and talking to him, watching film with him, um, getting there in the mornings. Like if he tells you he's going to be there, he's going to be there. Uh, yeah. 
there, there's no, there's nothing frivolous about Cam. He, he's a, he's a really hard worker and he's a guy that's, that's getting better in a position that I think is the toughest position, yeah. uh, which is point guard, you know, because yep. you not only have to know what you do, you have to know what everyone else does. And you have well, to also, think. also in the system that coach Keats plays, it's, it's, sure. a, it's a very demanding position as well. Right. Right. It's, it's demanding. And, and I thought Cam stepped in. One of the things last year, we had so many, so many breaks in our season. You know, we had a, a break in December. We had a break in January. We all understand the, the reasons for those. But what it does to freshmen, what it did to freshmen last year and Cam being in that most difficult position that we say as a point guard, it, it, it hampers your development a little bit because you got to yeah. take time off. It's like running, uh, you know, running a mile and stopping every 20 feet like yeah. runs but you know it's not a real mile and so he wasn't able to get in there and have consistent week after week after week until about middle of January on and yeah. at that point I think you saw our team get better and you saw his development really grow and yeah. uh see him grow as a player and as a leader and, and our team we won five straight ACC road games yeah. And that, that hadn't happened since 1974. And, you know, you play in this league. I don't care who you play, where you play. That's tough. You it know, ain't easy. no, it ain't easy. And, uh, and and he was a huge part of that, really spearheaded a lot of those wins. Yep. And um, so that carried over into this year, into this summer, into this year. And I was just looking in the other day and I said, man, you're so much bigger and stronger than you were last yeah. year at this point in time. And, and that's I know that's natural growth and development for some at some point, but also the work that he's put in is very noticeable. So we're, we're excited about Cam Hayes and I'm excited about Cam Hayes and Darion Sebron. He's a guy that came in and I wasn't here for his first year, but I know that he redshirted his first year. Yep. And then last year was his really first year being on the floor. Yeah. Uh, and once again, getting bigger and stronger, but figuring out the system as well. Mm. And I thought last night was his career high in rebounds and in points. And he was just he was electric. You know, he found yeah. a way to to do what he does. And, and for a lot of guys, I think it's important to understand, like, what's your role and what do you do? Well, do what you do. You know, yeah. um, I think the Patriots say do your job, you know, yeah. but also it's knowing your own self. Because I think a lot of times, um, and this is just as, as humans, we sometimes lie to ourselves. We think we're this and we're really not. Mm -hmm. you, know, you think you're uh, a great brother or a great son or maybe yeah. a great husband and you're not. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be honest with yourself. And the minute you're honest with yourself and say, this is what I do well, let me do that and let me get better at all these other things. And with DB, like you see him, he really knows his game. He knows himself and he works to get great at what he's, what he's really good at. And all the other stuff, he stays after practice. He works hard. He gets in there early. He stays late. And so it's consistent throughout our team. We have a great culture and coach Keats is to be credited for that because he creates that culture where guys understand if I work hard, if I continue to get better, it'll be noticed. It'll be recognized. And, and coach is great at, at um, recognizing that within the guys and, and giving opportunities. And yeah. that's what you see in, in Darion Sebron. And he's, he's taken advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. So I can't, I don't want to get too much into the, yeah. we'll talk more about the game after we get to the players, but sure. 
especially Darion Subron. I know Cam Hayes went out when he when he got those cramps for a little bit, but he stepped in and played a little bit of point guard. And I think that just kind of shows, you know, that versatility. His, yeah. his his versatility, like you just said, his skill set that, that mm-hmm. makes him so dynamic. I know obviously a lot of people will talk, you know, maybe he doesn't have the greatest shot, but at the end of the day, he's a very he's he's a very capable shooter. I've seen him shoot, you know. I'm gonna tell you oh, right yeah. now. He just needs to get a little bit more arc on it, get his legs into it a little bit more. He gets yeah. a little bit flat at times, but his skill set makes it hard to guard. I, I mean, you can play off of him, go for it, but he's so athletic that now you're going to give him a running start. I mean, it's just, right. it, it just makes things so difficult, especially a guy that is, you know, six, seven, six, eight long and lanky can guard all the positions can play yeah. all the positions. Uh, he's just going to be that much more dynamic for you guys, for sure. So let's head into the juniors. Yeah. Obviously, we got Manny, who's the, the the big question mark right now. I'll try not to bug you because I know that's probably all the <laughs> questions you guys are getting getting right now. Uh, Greg Gant, who's who's a transfer, who we're still, you know, again, he had had some surgery. He needs to get healthy before he gets back on the court, which is the main thing. Uh, Casey Morsell, who's who's a big one for me. I, I said it at the beginning of the year. He's another one that I think is a transfer. Uh, he was one of the first ones in the gym getting shots up when I was there working out with you big piece i think he's going to be really good again it's going to take yeah. some time as a a newcomer not obviously he's not a freshman but a newcomer to learn the system and really figure it out he's going to be great and i got to give a shout out to chase graham we don't we probably won't take talk about him too much but i've been to two practices yeah i don't, I don't know if the kid goes to class but i can guarantee you he's the first <laughs> one in the gym he every does. single time <laughs> i come so i'm sure he's going to class yeah. but he's, he's yeah. always the first one in the gym so i got to give him a shout out regardless yeah yeah. Well, all those guys that you just mentioned, that's a great junior class, too. Yep. Um, this is making me excited as we as we work our way forward and realizing that these guys have multiple years with the Wolfpack and, and excited to have an opportunity to coach them. But mm-hmm. as you said, Greg and Manny, both those guys, tremendous with how they communicate with their teammates yep. and, and what they, and the values that they bring and, and the toughness that they bring, mm-hmm. you know. And, and we, every team needs that, you know, and then as you get towards, you know, talking about, you mentioned Casey, uh, Casey's a guy that transferred in from uh, another school yeah. and he, uh, he, he's here. And, but, but here's the thing about Casey, Casey's very cerebral. Okay. So when he learns, I, I laughed and joked with him one day and said, I bet you ask why a lot as a kid, you know, like yeah. he needs to know that that's not a bad thing. You yeah. know, people learn differently. And um, I say that in a very good way because he's inquisitive and he wants to know and he wants to understand instead yeah. of just do, he wants to know. And so as you take time to coach him and understand that that's how he learns, then he gets better and better. But I will say this in two years of being at another program, he also adapted to what that program wanted him to do, you yeah. know, and he learned that. And so now it's a transition for him to get from that to where we're at, which is yeah. a very different place, but you know, both very successful ways. It's just different ways of playing. And so he had, he's doing a great job and he's coming along quickly because if you could see two months ago, a month ago, and then today where he's going with it, he he's really, uh, he's always in the top of leading us in deflections, yep. pressuring the ball, getting his hand into passing lanes. Um, 
stabbing at guys when they're when they're driving, keeping them out of the lane. And and every game he's getting better and better at that. So as as he continues to get more and more minutes and more experience in Coach Keith's system, he's just going to continue to add value. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things too that the the, the one thing I enjoy about this podcast is I. Most of the people I have on here, you know, I was former teammates or, or, or played or, or coaches. And one of the things that I think a lot of fans that when they when they listen to this, that they don't realize is um, it wasn't a big adjustment for me. So I had Sidney Lowe for two years and, and Coach Godfrey for two years. I didn't have too much of an adjustment from a defensive standpoint. But as soon as I turned for professional, I had a lot of different coaches throughout my eight and a half, nine years. And mm -hmm a lot of the systems really change. You know, some people want to send everything baseline. Some people want to send it middle. Some people want to trap from the worst shooter as opposed to, you know, the, the guy that passes the ball. So there's a lot of different scenarios, especially from, you know, where Casey's coming from to now a different, completely different style defense. And he's trying to pick up on it when the last two years, he's only known that defense. It's a change and it's going to, it's going to take time. And the, and the nice part about, obviously, like you said, Casey is a high basketball IQ guy that's, that's able to pick on, pick up on it, but it, it kind of goes for everything. It's the same thing with the freshmen. I'm sure they're obviously right. it's a different level, but they've, they've been used to or accustomed to a certain, you know, defensive or offensive perspective. And now they're, they're, you know, trying to learn and change the game that coach Keith wants right. them to run. So it's one thing that a lot of people don't really take into consideration. They get, they get frustrated really easy with players, but it is, it is an adjustment there. And it, it, it takes some time to get used to for sure. So. And I think that's true of all of us in our daily lives. I mean, we all go through, you go from being single to married, you go from yep. uh, not having kids to having kids. Every, you, I know you have gone through both of those situations and yep. you've got, I guarantee your life changed. I'm, I'm still know? trying to figure it out. So <laughs> it's been two and a half years since I've had my firstborn. So I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm still trying to figure out just being single. So, like, I, I got I got that part. I'm almost got that down pat. I'm 46. So, well, hey, maybe the podcast will bring you a special. They'll, they'll listen, and maybe it'll bring oh, you boy. someone special. Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> All right, so we'll go. We'll go into the seniors. Obviously, Thomas Allen, uh, yeah. a oh, local. Wait. I, we didn't mention Chase. You mentioned Chase. Chase, yeah. Talk you. about Chase. Hey, listen, I love I love Chase Graham. Chase Graham is is terrific you know as you said he's always out there first um chase graham cares about nc state yep. he loves nc state um he, he's from the area and yep. from raleigh and is an nc state fan and he's living out his dream right now not only that though but chase gets in practice and and he adds value he yep. understands as you said it's three years with coach keats and he understands what we're trying to do he understands the rotations he understands this yes. and that chase graham adds value every single day and the minute guys back off or, or play in a different way he burns them like he's yeah. he adds value he is excellent um he's really good he's a great teammate um and he is excellent in the locker room he's excellent yeah. over in the dorms um and I know there's not a single one of his teammates that doesn't love being around him. Not a single one of his coaches is, isn't excited that he's on our team. Yeah. And I think that's, again, we, we could turn this podcast into two hours. I, I mentioned it a lot. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you are a, a graduate assistant, a manager 
Um, mm-hmm. I had I had a lot of really good walk-ons, and and obviously you guys may run um, scout yeah. team a little bit. I think uh, Coach Keats mentioned that you know both every almost everybody runs a little bit of scout team, so they get a feel yeah. for it. So I had obviously one of my coaches. The scout team was the walk-ons. Um, it was it was those right. guys that don't get a lot of minutes, and it's very underrated on you know their dedication because they had with Bobby Lutz. You know they showed up thirty minutes before practice, an yeah. hour before practice, and had to go through through plays. So. It's very demanding. Same thing with the managers. I mean, it's it's a very underappreciated, you know, aspect <laughs> that, that people don't really think about. You know, I'll give a yeah. shout out to Tyler White, who was a manager when I was there. To, to this day, he was in my wedding. One of my best friends, he'd show up yeah. at, if I said 530, let's get some shots up, he'd, he'd be there. Um, yeah. It's just one of those things that, you know, guys that may not get necessarily all the minutes and all the accolades and, and this and yeah. that they're, they're pivotal parts to this program. And they, they put in the work just like the starters do, if not more. And they, they, they make the team better. That's for sure. Right. It really is a family. It really, you know, yep. they say it takes a village. I mean, that's our village, you know, that all the people that you just named, that's our village. And, uh, and as long as we're all pulling on the same rope in the same direction, and, and we have that right now, um, we're going to be, we're going to be successful. We're going to continue yep. to get better. And, but it does take everyone. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. So we'll, we'll get into this to the yeah. seniors a little bit. We got, we got Thomas Allen who he, I feel like he's been around since I was, at school. I mean, I feel like he was coming sure. in the gym when I was at school. Um, <laughs> Jericho, uh, a, a St. Louis get out up by the Midwest, yeah. you know, up by me a little bit, two guys that are going to be really, really big parts. Obviously I don't think, you know, TA would, if he was on the podcast, he'd, he'd say that he didn't have the year that he, he wanted obviously with injuries and some things like mm-hmm. that. So he's looking to have a big year and, and Jericho being, you know, obviously the guy that's coming back when, you know, Devin went down, he was, you know, the consistency there. So kind of talk about them and, and, and touch on them a little bit. Yeah. Thomas Allen, as you said, like um, injured at the end of last year, mm-hmm. um, back with us now, full strength. Um, really excited about that because he's one of the best shooters, not only that we have, but I believe in this conference. I mean, his, yeah. his consistency is great. Um, what we want to do with him, what I keep trying to do is game to shoot more, you know, yeah. not before practice and after practice, but literally getting him to, to, to shoot more in games and, um, and look for his shot because he's very unselfish. You mm-hmm. know um, he's another guy that's always on the deflection list, finds yeah. a way to get his hands on a lot of um, balls and keep them out of the post or, or dig on the post and, and add value in that way. Um, but he's a he's a complete player, but he's one of the best shooters in the conference. And so as, as you were one of the best, if not the best shooter in the conference, like you knew that that's how you added value. Yeah. And, and Thomas Allen adds value in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But that's a way in which he can really continue to help our team get better. Yeah. And um, it almost involves a little bit of selfishness and not in a bad way. Yeah. Um, he's so unselfish that sometimes he passes up a shot that that we would love for him to take. So, yeah, well, um, and that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing too that you know people don't always realize. Is it don't if you if you turn down a you know a good one with someone that that shoots that well. I tell I tell everybody you know I, I would ask you know Thomas especially in practice or, or in a game be like is 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 this a better shot than the shot we ended up getting? Like would we rather you take that sure. one and. And there's a lot of times that's the case, but um, especially when I turn pro, it, you, you got to have a little bit of, you know, not selfishness is a terrible word. I hate the word. Yeah, it's general. not a right word. Um, right. 
but you gotta, you gotta have an understanding that your, you know, value to the team is, you know, knocking down shots and you got to take those ones. We're not talking yeah. contested by any means, but we're, we're talking, right. you know, the shots that you know, you can make as opposed right. to taking a semi-contested when the clock's running down because you decided to turn down a, yeah. a semi-open shot. So um, right. that's one of the things, especially he'll, he'll get better at. And I think, especially a lot of these guys um, and players, they, they put so much pressure on themselves to be perfect. Right. And there's no, there's no such thing as perfect. Right. Um, you're, you're never going to, you're never going to be perfect. So you, you got to go out there. At, yeah. If you, you look at right before learn. Thomas, before Thomas went out, with his injury in, uh, in back in February, he was at almost 40%, you know? I mean, he was at almost 40% from three. And so he knows that – he knows he's a great shooter, yep. you know? He's working to be even a more complete player. Yep. And, and I love that about him. Uh, mm-hmm. He – you mentioned those two guys, he and Jericho, and as I move towards Cole, like, those two guys are in there all the time. They're in there early – late um we have a lot of guys that are really in the gym we're very fortunate to have the dale and to have 24-hour access to get in there yeah because those guys take advantage of that and i could go through so many different guys and say this guy was in this guy this guy this guy but i don't know that anybody's in more than than jericho hellums and thomas allen those two guys get in there and they're always getting shots up and different shots and game shots. And um, you just really respect that. And I know as you get older, I've done this, this is my 23rd year in college basketball uh, as far as coaching. And then I was in school here for undergrad and grad school for six years. So it feels like last 30 years I've been in college. So yeah, uh, I think Will Ferrell probably made a movie about that, but like <laughs> I, uh, I've been in college for 30 years. So you, I, I know that as guys get older, you, the the you start to see the time frame of your exactly. existence in college narrow yep. and you know you're like oh I have this many months this many games this many days and I'm sure that that's part of the process but having done it 23 years I can tell you those guys get in and work as much if not more than maybe anyone in 23 years they yep. are really after it and uh Jericho Hellams has made himself into a really, really good basketball player. Mm-hmm. You know, if you and I know I saw the stat, I was rewatching the game from last night and I saw the stat that came up and showed his progression from freshman to sophomore to junior to senior. And I've gotten to live and see the junior and senior part of it. Yeah. But then I wasn't here for his freshman and sophomore years. But in those years, like he's really uh, he's really grown and developed and yeah. become you know, as the, the graphic said, next man up. And, and he doesn't look at it that way, but he, you know, he's taken that upon himself to help these guys around him get better and, and to help our team get better. And so I, I love coaching him and I know we all do. So. Well, I can, I can tell you, he's, he's come a long way because I remember yeah. back, uh, his freshman and sophomore year, we used to go back to the Dale and play a little bit of two on two and it would be him. And, you know, sometimes it'd be Devin, uh, Daniels would be in there and we we just play twos and uh he he grinded I I will never I will never deny he grinded but just this kind of I was one of the lucky ones that was able to really see his progression and how he's really developed his game uh his freshman and sophomore year because I was able to play twos with him to to where he's at and the type of player he's become um he's his tail off and he I mean he deserves it so 
He's going to have he another huge year does. this year. So, yeah. So my, I got, this is my big question. This is one of my yeah. most important ones. And I asked the guys this when I was, when I was lucky enough to speak to the team. Yeah. Who's the leader of the team? This is, this is a big one for me because I've always, I've always been a firm believer of, uh, you know, obviously you got to lead by example because people follow, you know, the, the, those freshmen are watching, believe it or not, people don't, uh, it, there's only a two, three year gap uh, in between some of these kids, and, but there's always somebody watching. There's always saying that kid works really hard. I'm going to mirror him. I'm going to yeah. do exactly what he's doing. So kind of go through who you think the leader is um, on this ball, on this ball club right now. Yeah. You know, you know, Scott, I agree with everything you just said. And at the same time, I don't know, we have leaders. Um, Jericho Helms, as I said, being such a hard worker, he leads through example. Yep. And then the ways that in which Cam Hayes spends time with his teammates yep. off the floor. Um, but that's not just him. It's everyone. You know, Manny Bates is terrific. You know, yep. um, the way that I see him communicating with guys that play his position or even guards and saying, Hey, when I do this, let's do that. Like, yeah. you know, the, the communication that you see between the guys, we have a really special group right now in that it doesn't, it's not just one person. They're actually our team leader um, is probably coach Keats, you know? Yeah. And I know that people want to hear that it's a player, but the, the system that he's enabled these guys to be leaders within uh, yeah. The way we play and the communication that he encourages and just the I know it's it's the catchphrase now throughout is, is culture. But the culture that is has been created by him here at NC State, you see it now. These are yeah. all his guys. And I've I've now seen it for whatever it is, 16, 18 months since I've come back. Mm -hmm. The culture is great. And it's a culture that allows guys to communicate with each other in a true and honest way. Yeah. I think that's important. You know, not every program, not every place that I've been, and I've been, as we noted, a lot of places <laughs> has that. And I think it has to be instilled by the head coach. And, and that's not me just to, to brush off the question. I think we don't, we don't have to follow just one person, one player. Yeah. Everyone has the freedom to say, like, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's let's try this. Let's try that. Yeah. And, hey, that's my fault. And no one's afraid to say that's my fault. Like, I messed up on that. Like, I'll, I'll get that right next time, yeah. you know? And I think that right there shows um, where we are as a team and how, how we're growing and developing. And, and that's what's exciting about us, and that's why we have a chance to continue to get better. Yeah, for sure. So I, I've – you know, I've, I've, I've asked this question um, to Coach Keats before, um, so I, I, know, I know a little bit of the background of it. But every, every head coach, you know, they do, they do scouting a little bit different. Like I mentioned, you know, for me, a lot of our walk-ons and, you know, our, our red shirts, we're doing a lot of this, almost all the scout teams. So we'd have eight guys, you know, playing, but they didn't really do the scout team. So talk about kind of this, the scouting and how the staff, you know, how they manage it is, is everybody kind of chipping in? Is it a little bit of everything? Uh, I remember my first two years, it would be, you know, coach Tao would take a Carolina game. The next game would be Vatek, you know, coach Harris would take that one. And then coach Strick would take, you know, the next one after that. So each one would have some scouting kind of talk about that because 
one of the things with me as a player, I wouldn't, I'd be lying to you if I said I was the most athletically gifted, you know, basketball player, but you the, one thing I, you, the one thing are you sure? I really, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I was lucky. I was lucky to get my hand above the rim. So, um, but the one thing I really enjoyed, you know, was, was sitting down with Bobby yeah. Lutz, you know, uh, guys like that and just, just pick their brain, you know, learn, you know, when I saw the, I, I tell everybody a, a story about we were playing Virginia tech. We're up to, uh, we, we would, we had gone over if they needed a three, what they would run. I, I don't know what it was, was fist or fist side, something. Right. As soon as I saw it, I knew what they were running. And the guy messed up the play and I'm like, you need to go this way. So I knew, I knew exactly what he was doing. And I was able to beat the play because of the scouting and how big it is. You don't just roll the balls out and play basketball. There's a lot right. of behind the scenes that go on. So kind of talk about how the staff, obviously there's yeah. the defensive side, which, which may be, you know, overlooked a little bit but there's also a offensive side mm -hmm. where you're able to attack defenses and the type of styles that they run at you right well again i think i think everything that we do obviously coach keats has a great experience of having been at hardgrave mm -hmm. military and having uh worked as for coach patino and then yep. having his own program and we we know his path but it's allowed him to create the way that he wants to play and and how we how we do our scouting is extremely important in that yeah you know he puts great value on being prepared you know mm -hmm. he wants our guys to always go in and be the most prepared team and as a staff uh, I work with two and I've gotten to learn from two terrific assistant coaches that I am so grateful to work with on a daily basis uh yeah. James Johnson Roy Robeson those guys are tremendous coaches teachers and people yeah. um and have helped me grow and develop as a coach and as a person we all take value because coach Keats puts value in it we all have taken value in making sure that our guys are most prepared guys uh when they step on that floor and I think you know we've we've associated it with when you go into a test and you realize oh no I have a test today yeah I will admit happened to me on a regular basis. <laughs> no, not on a regular basis, but it did happen. And, and that sickness that you feel, cause you know, you're not ready. Yeah. You know, versus you got in the study group, you stayed up late, you wrote, you took notes, you read all yep. the material and you were ready. Yeah. And you went into that test and you said, I don't care. Ask me anything. I'm yep. making an A. I'm making an A today. You know, you know that you're going to win that day. And, that's that's really how we approach making sure that all of our guys uh, feel like when they walk in the game, like you said, you know what plays coming and you're prepared for it. And even if there's something new, your your principles lead you back yeah. to a safe place where you know that, hey, this is a new play. But the principles that we have that we've worked on from day one are going to lead us to being successful and being able to stop it as a group, as a team. And it is. You know, like you said, offensively, defensively, we all take different parts of that and we break it up and nobody on our staff has any one specific duty. Yeah. But we are all in there uh, grinding every day yep. to make sure that we're watching as much film as possible and making this because I think within scouting and this goes from 23 years of doing this, it's not about what I know but yeah. it's what you know, you know, yeah. it's not about what I'm able, cause I can sit on the sidelines and know everything, but if I can't convey that to you, 
And, you know, Coach Keats is a tremendous teacher of being able to convey what we want to do and how we're going to do something, whether it be offensively or defensively, yeah. to our guys. And once they – hey, that right there gives them confidence because he, he, he's confident in who he is and, and what we're going to do, and he carries that over into them. And you see them play that way. And so um, – but as a staff, we, we break it up, you know, evenly across the board. And, and yeah. some guys will take certain teams and different things on different days. And uh, we just work really well together. I think, you know, we all work really work well together. And I think that's important. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's one of the things too. Like, I mean, yeah. there's, there's some head coaches that just want to, you know, they just want to, you know, take it all on. They don't, you know, they, they got assistance, but they, they may not value the, the full opinion, but that's the nice part about you guys and your staff is that, yeah. you know, you guys are allowed to put a lot of input in there and, you know, coach Keats is able to, digest all of it and then you guys as a collective group can then put it together and create the best game plan possible to win a basketball game so you know that's a good and, thing that's and, and to, to touch on that scott like i think that's you know everyone that coaches and wants to help guys get better has a certain level of confidence and we talked about it in, in being a shooter like you have a confidence in what you do yeah. and i remember being 28 years old and being confident in what I do, but I had four years under my belt. I look back on it now and realize like that was just the tip of the iceberg. That's just a part of the process. And, and maybe I was overconfident in, yeah. in some capacity. Um, but it is, you know, the, the Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours towards your craft. I work, you know, coach Johnson is tremendous. Will you be watching film with him? And he'll see three things that you don't see. Yeah. It'll take me five minutes of running it back through to see some of the things that he sees right off the bat. Yeah. Um, Coach Robeson, same way. Like, you know, he sees from a different perspective, he played in the post. And so he sometimes sees things down there that I'm not really looking for when I'm watching more guards, yeah. you know? And so it's great to watch film with them, to sit in Coach Johnson's office and watch film and see what they see, yeah. you know, and it helps make you better. But you also realize that's years and years of experience. I'm at 23 years and both of those guys have more experience than I have. And yeah. so um, it, it's, it's nice to look, to be on a staff like that where you're surrounded by guys that are one, they're all in and two, they're really knowledgeable. Yeah. So I'm a, the second time I've quoted my dad, this is the most I've quoted my dad yeah. on the show. He, uh, <laughs> he always used to tell me, he said, by the time you actually figure this game out, you won't be able to play anymore. Like you'll, you'll yeah. lose the athletic ability. And that's, that's one of the things it's just, I, I try to like hammer it into some of these kids that, yeah. you know, this you, just, just believe me. It doesn't sound right. Just believe me. But then by yeah. the time you're too old, it's like, dang, I really wish I would have listened to that. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those things that the, the older you get, it's kind of like you mentioned, you know, JJ has been, been in this industry a long time and he's starting to see things yeah. that you necessarily haven't seen yet that right. as you get older you continue to see it and, it, and obviously JJ's had some great coaches with him and Greenberg and, and some other guys that you know mm -hmm. have given them, him the knowledge and that he he probably was in the film room you know 10-15 years ago right. know, look, looking at it too like I didn't really see that and now he's he sees it in a different light so uh, I'm sure yeah that's that's, that's that's a good way to point it out so 
Um, I know this is a hard one and I don't want you, cause listen, I was, I was in that room of a tight knit group and I, and I don't want yeah. you to, to give up too much information, but just kind of talk about the expectations kind of within the team. I don't want you to necessarily give like the goals of the team because that's between you yeah. and the coaching staff, but kind of talk about, you know, what you guys are telling them and, 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 and what to do and where you want to be. Yeah. I mean, I think like with us and, and this, Sometimes it comes across as coach speak, and I don't want it to be because I try to be very genuine and very honest uh, when I'm sitting here talking to you. And I know uh, I always hate it when people aren't, you know, but with ours, you named as you went through each of those classes, you got all the way to the senior class and you had named freshmen, sophomores and some some juniors and some of those guys in our first year in our program, you know, being transfers. Yep. Um, that are all so young within this process, mm -hmm. you know? And so our focus has really been, and, and, you know, from the top down has been win the day. Like let's, let's focus yeah. on today. Let's have a great practice today. Let's get better today. Let's take the things that we didn't do well yesterday or the day before or the week before. And let's see if we can get to a point where we do those things well. Yeah. Um, and that's really as when we when you have a young team like we do when we as and I say young in, in, in NC State days because guys like you said with Greg Gant and Casey Morsell are new to to us yeah. um, they're still young in this process yeah it's a learning you know it's learning and it's getting better and as you learn every day isn't perfect you know every day is not even great yeah and so you try to learn from those, from mistakes and from successes. Last night, you know, as you said, we talk about the game later, but we were able to, to get a win. Not everybody in the country was able to do that last night. Yep. Um, everybody's going to learn from last night. Yep. I'd much rather learn from the win. Exactly. You know, and I, <laughs> it's much, I, hey, listen, it's much funner sitting in there for 45 to an hour yeah, getting, getting ripped apart a little bit on, on a win than, than a loss, that's for sure. Right. And I, I think like, you know, everybody's you're going to have mistakes. Um, yeah. Your best game that you ever played, you had mistakes. You had things that you could Always. fix and get better at. And Always. that's every that's every person that plays probably any sport anywhere um, is going to have those. Yeah. With yeah. that and being I said, you know, I think like. How good can we be? I don't know. Like we're, we're going to be, we have a chance to be really, really good. I love this team. I, I, I love coaching them. I love being around them. Um, there's not a day I go home and I'm frustrated with, with who we are. Uh, I'm excited yeah. about the process of us having another day together, yeah. you know? And I think after last year, when um, you realize how quickly the whole thing can be gone, you know, yeah. you realize how quickly, um, you know, an illness and, and given, listen, Scott, we play a sport, you know, um, people lost their lives and I get that it's bigger than that. But as we talk about our team and we talk about this profession and this and, and NC State basketball, you realize how quickly like a game can be canceled, a trip can be canceled, a season can be canceled. Yeah. And I think it's exciting to be back with these guys mm -hmm. and to see that we haven't even scratched the surface of how good we can be. No. Um, and having and sharing that room as we talk about with like-minded people yeah. is exciting and fun.
Yeah. Well, I, I, I used to have coaches that told me it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And everybody asked me like, well, what do you expect out of the Cincy state team? I'm like, listen, they got a lot of new people. They got a lot of veterans it's, I don't, I don't expect them to play great early yeah. on every single game. I expect there to be mistakes, but I can guarantee one thing. They're going to play hard. They're going to continue to learn. And as the season progresses, they're going to really start to pick up on some things and you're going to start to see them play well. It's the same thing with uh, uh, the women's team last night. I watched the women's game. Uh -huh. I was able to go to a practice of theirs. Sure. Listen, they, they returned everybody. They're fifth. They're fifth in the nation. But they also got two really, 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 you know, different pieces that they're trying to mesh yeah. with. The team. It's not it's not easy and it's going to take some time and you need games. Listen, I, I'm a I'm a big you know person that, you know, you practice like your play. But at the same time you go against the same, you know, five, six, seven guys every day in practice. I know their tendencies. I know what they're trying to do. I can get the best right. of them. I can get the best of them each and every night. Now all of a sudden you throw, you know, a new five guys out there, the play's a little bit different. So now you got to learn yeah. and you really got to adjust. It's the same thing with, you know, you know, Casey Marcel, or, you know, you got your freshmen out there that they've, they've, they've done a certain thing in practice, but yeah. now in a game, you, you expect them to do the same thing, but it's not always like that. So you got to make that adjustment. So they're going to, they're going to continue to get better, you know, yeah. little by little. I would, I would, I would be, I'd be interesting to know from your perspective, you probably, as you got into your sophomore, junior, senior year, making 400 threes in your Wolfpack <laughs> career, uh, you probably got more open looks in games than you did in practice. Because nobody in practice is letting you get away. Even I'll, if it means I'm not helping off. Yeah. I'll let that guy get to the rim. I'm not leaving Scott. He's not gonna, he's not gonna hit 15 threes on me today in practice. And then I gotta hear about it all afternoon and night through text messages <laughs> and phone calls. Like I'm not doing that. Like I, so I, I agree with that. I'd agree yeah, with that. Yeah. So so you're right in everything that you just said, you know. Uh, and you said this, and I was thinking about this. I was explaining this to the guys the other day. That that statement, you know, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. <clears throat> but this is high level basketball. Yeah, as you well know, I mean, in the ACC is like the the Boston Marathon, the New York City Marathon. And when you look at those marathons, they run about five minute miles. Yeah, it's pretty much a sprint. Yeah, it's just a real <laughs> long sprint. So you, you better condition yourself and get yourself ready to run that sprint. Yep. And you better be willing to do it for a really long time because 20 game season in the ACC playing the non-conference that we play. Our yeah. season, you know, our schedule this year is is legitimate, like beyond legitimate. Yeah, um, we we've you know shied away from no one, not just yep. the ACC Big Ten Challenge, but and I'm not going to name any specific game, but to tell you, like, there's a lot of opponents on our on our schedule that have been that have you know uh, championship DNA that yeah. they've won their conferences or they've been to the NCAA tournament multiple years in a row and. Um, you know, that's that's good for for our guys and for our team. That's part of the growth and development, too, is bringing that every night. Because once you get to January or actually the end of December this year, like you've got 20 ACC games and yeah. it, it is a sprint and a marathon. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to badmouth Gonzaga because Gonzaga is <laughs> a great team. And but I did I, I, I said it and, I, and I'll stick by it till till forever. Yeah, you know, they. When they got into their conference, you know, it's the whack, right? It's the whack. Right. I think, yes. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily the or same. Or I think it's maybe the – is that the West Coast Conference? Yeah. It's, it's, 
Yeah, it's not the same as the ACC, the the Big 12. Like, there's some really good sure. teams in that conference, but yeah. you can't take a night off. Gonzaga has a luxury of there's a, a few teams where they can take a night off because they're so good. You can't do right. it in the ACC. And then that's when I actually said I, I expect Baylor to win, you know, by 15 points now's championship because it's a whole – Baylor has to keep – I call it – I call it building blocks. I, I use it too much, kind of like your Legos. So this is me one day. The next day I come back, I want to put another Lego on. I right. don't want to go the other way. I want to get better right. each and every day. Right. And if you decide you want to plateau and you just want to you know, level off and you just don't want to work because you know yeah. you can step into a game and get better, it hurts you. So I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, Gonzaga is going to be really good. So I can't say too much. They, they are really say, good. I can't say too much, but it is. It's just different because, you know, that the ACC is so dang good. Right. If you decide, you know, I'm just going to put a, you know, my building block just next to it. No, you got you to take another step each and every day. Very, very similar to what you mentioned. So, yeah. um, I got a few more, but the one we'll, we'll yeah. touch on it real quick. Um, obviously, we had a, had a game on Tuesday. This will release on Thursday. Just kind of go through what you've seen in the game, some things that, that you think that, you know, you guys may be addressed to the team. I'm, I'm sure, obviously, Wednesday was an off day. You'll get back at it Thursday. But some things that you noticed that you're probably, you know, bring back to the team that you guys want them to really work on. Yeah, I, I'm going to slide over here so I can uh, plug my phone in because as we get towards this, <laughs> I don't want to lose you here. Sorry, but I'm a talker, I, so I'm, I, I, I extended like... this out an extra 15 minutes. Sorry. No, I like it. I like it. That's good. Like. <laughs> The, the, you know, it was a great first night for our guys, yep. you know, to be out, to be back in PNC mm -hmm. with fans, yep. with the band, with cheerleaders, with uh, the announcements and the lights and the, yep. the pomp and the circumstance of, the, of, of NC State basketball that, that mm -hmm. you came to experience and I've experienced. Uh, for a lot of those guys, it was their first time with all of that. You know, there yeah. were small aspects of it last year uh, and certain times where there were limited crowds in. Yeah. For a lot of our guys, basically everybody that you just named that was a freshman and sophomore, it was their first time. And transfers, it was their first time yeah. experiencing that as a Wolfpack player. So that was a great first night. We got started a little bit slow. Yeah. Um, but it says something about us that our guys locked in afterwards and every time out, guys were adding value, you know, yeah. guys were adding value saying, Hey, let's do this. Or, Hey, that's my fault. Hey, let, I'm going to do this, you know, communicating, making sure their teammates were locked in. And we had a, we had great investment from our guys, you know? Yeah. So I thought it was a terrific first night. Some guys, as we talked about, Darion Sebron had 12 rebounds, I believe 18 and mm -hmm. 12 and, and was terrific. Um, EB came in and gave us nine, Great yeah. rebounds, you know, really added value. But I, I shouldn't just name names because it's unfair because I'm going to leave guys off um, that that played terrific, you know. Yeah. Um, Breon came in and took a charge, was our one charge of the game. Yeah. I always love when do that. I thought Casey got going later in the second half. Um, but I could go down the line, and, and that's kind of who we're going to be a little bit as a team. I mean, we're not going to be a one-man show. Uh, yeah. is terrific. And, and yep. freshmen, you can never come to expect um, – you have to have limited expectations. Yeah. In as 
much as like scoring. Yeah. But his energy was so great that he was also terrific on the defensive end with deflections. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's some things that we all have to get better as, as a team, but it wasn't just one aspect. People will see the points, but there were also other things that he did really well yeah. um, that show that, that he's, that he's taking a whole new system and learning it. And um, so I just thought it was a terrific overall, a terrific night for our program, for our team, um, because you got to start somewhere. And I'd much rather, you know, so um, one of the coaches, uh, not on our staff, but a coach that was speaking to us afterwards said, you can't win them all if you don't win the first one. That's for so, sure. <laughs> you know, uh, it was nice to get that first one uh, under our belt and to move forward. Yeah, for sure. So here's here's the last thing. This is what we call this, the the starting five. So it's just five questions. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty laid back. Okay, this is brought to you by Refivey at Dogwood Properties. Need a local real estate agent? As we all know, the real estate market is crazy right now. Maybe you have questions, or maybe you just need an honest opinion from a trusted real estate professional to ensure your best interest is protected. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing. Call Reef Ivy at Dogwood Properties for a seamless home buying or selling experience. Give Reef Ivy a call. If you are considering the possibility of buying or selling a home, call Reef on his personal cell number for a free buyer, seller, or investor consultation. His number is 919-995-3111. That's 919-995-3111. He's the best in the triangle and a personal friend also an NC State graduate. So please give Reef a call for any questions. So these, these ones are pretty fun. So d- don't, don't okay. take them too serious. Well, gotcha. They're, they're pretty easy. So the favorite one for the, so the first one is the favorite arena that you've played in outside of PNC Arena throughout, throughout anywhere. Doesn't have to be ACC. Throughout favorite years. arena that you've played in as a coach. Yeah. Um, one year that here, I was here at NC State, we went up to, um, we went out, we went out to Kansas uh-huh. and um, that was a lot of fun. Yep. The, uh, the, the chants that they have out there in the middle of yep. the game or towards the end of the game were terrific. Their team was really, really, really good team. And um, uh, that was just uh, an experience. I hadn't been to the Midwest really yeah. at that point in time. I was young. I think I was 20, 21 years old and we went out to Kansas and they were the number one team in the country. And it was just really cool to be in that arena, to be out there at Kansas and, and to see how committed they were to it. So that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Kansas. Yeah. That's a, that's a great place to play. So yeah. um, one piece of advice that you've received that has kind of stuck with you and by who? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I, it, that's a that's a great question. Wow. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, this one and there's there's one others that'll kind of make you think about it. But if take, yeah. take, take your time, it's not easy. There's there's I'm, I'm, you probably got a hundred going through your mind right now. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been given great advice from so many different people, places, uh, being at different places from different people in different capacities. You know, I think I don't know if this is advice, but I guess it kind of is. Both of my parents, as we talked about, were teachers. And the one thing that they instilled with my brother and I were, was that we could do anything that we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I remember as a kid, I was kind of inquisitive, maybe like Casey. 
And I'd say like, can I be president? And they'd say, yeah, you just got to work really hard. But I remember saying, can I go to any school I want to? And I was probably like seven, eight years old. I don't even understand what yeah. school is at the time, you know? And I remember them saying, like, if you work hard enough, you can do anything that you want to do. And as an eight-year-old to be told that, because I knew that as far as sports went, maybe that was, I wasn't the best player on the team already. And I yeah. wasn't this or I wasn't that. But they said, if I work hard enough, that I'll be able to do those things that I wanted to do. And to get into this profession was not easy. You know, no. my first year, I'm 23 years old. I made a grand total of $10,000, you know, that's pre-taxes yeah. and that's with a car payment and a, a housing <laughs> payment and a, no meal plan. And, and so, but I was fortunate to do it and I got into it with a lot of other people at the same time. And I've seen some of those people who have continued into it, but most have not. Yeah. And yeah. I think the, the thing I kept coming back to is my parents saying to me at a young age, if you work hard enough, if you work hard enough, you work long enough, you really want this, you can get it, but you can't quit. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't allowed to quit anything. And, and I think that's something that's advice, uh, values or something that was instilled within me. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. So you can have dinner with two people dead or alive, any two people you want. Who are you taking? Oh, that's tough. Oh, that's tough. Well, obviously, I think we would all, there's family members that you think of that have yeah. are maybe no longer with us that you'd think, man, I'd love to have, you know, one more meal with them. Um, but if I think outside of that spectrum, yeah, uh, you know, I, I was, I grew up as a huge fan of Coach Valvano. And so okay. that's uh, a good one. That, that's a good one. I, if you look back here on my wall, that right there is a picture. You may have seen that poster before. Yeah. But the one thing that's pretty cool is, I don't know if you can see the signature up there. Yeah. But I actually got it signed by Coach V when I was in camp. I went to his camp when I was 10 <laughs> and 11 and 12 years old. And so um, I, I would, I always thought, I, when I thought of NC State, I thought of going to NC State and Coach Valvano would be there. Yeah. And, and then when when he wasn't, um, you know, I felt like, wow, that's, you know, that I loved my time here. And I was so fortunate to be with the coaches that I was with. But I've always thought, man, I'd love to have had an opportunity to to, to get to know him. Yeah. So so that's definitely one. And, uh, you know, I think I have great respect for um, someone like Martin Luther King or Obama. Yeah. To, to learn from them. I was a political science major. Okay. Here at NC State. So um, I love politics. I love that aspect of it. And I, I would really love to sit with any president, any former president, current president, and, and get a chance to understand their life. I've read so many books on so many of them. Yeah. Um, and just to get to understand what, how they got to where they were and the way they think. You know, yeah. I think is always interesting, you know, guys like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, their lives were so much different than even modern day presidents. It's not it's not anywhere close to being the same. Yeah. You know, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt, completely different career path than yeah. uh, than than current presidents that are lifetime politicians. His career path is different, you know, 
And so I just think people like that, I would love to be able to sit with a former president and, and get to pick their brain. Well, those are two really good ones. So the, <laughs> the next one, mm -hmm. you got to take them somewhere to eat. So yeah, you got to pick one place. This, this is the one that's always the same. Every, every person I've had on the podcast, favorite place to eat on or near campus. So I'm talking like Western Hillsboro, a little bit of Avon Fair area. You got to pick one. It's, it's a hard one. But if you had to pick one, where would you go? Well, you know, you got to take them to Amedios now. There you I mean, go. Like if, if you go to Amedios and you, you don't feel like you're part of NC State history, then I don't know what you're doing. Like, yeah. uh, uh, it, it's that's that's terrific to go back there and in certain rooms. And sometimes when I go in there, I just walk through actually fake like I'm going to the restroom and I just walk up and down the aisles and look at the pictures and uh, and see all the different things that are there. But that's uh, the food's great. And the atmosphere is is second to none if you love NC State. And so um, I love going in there. Yeah, no, no doubt. The Medios is great. So this is, is that is that the one is is that the place that people say or is so that that's the that's probably the most popular. So I've gotten OK, uh, I've gotten Clues Coney. Um, yeah, there's a place on 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 the players or sheets. One of them, there's uh, there's a, a pizza a joint um, on Hillsboro with with some. I don't want to call them older. That would be rude. Um, <laughs> but some of the Terry Gannons, Derek Wittenberg's kind of from that that championship team yeah. said there, but it's no longer there. Um, Was that brothers? It might have been. It might have been. I mean, there, but it there's was a lot I'm, of places. There's it was a, a big lot of places one. that are different on Hillsborough Street than when I was in school. Well, it's even changed since I've left. I mean, it's yeah. just, I mean, it's completely different. But um, we've also gotten Sammy's. Sammy's is one that, you know, yeah. a lot of people mention now that is, that's a big one. So this one, this one's going to be the most interesting one. Okay. Okay. A staff game of 1v1. Yeah. yeah. Who is the winner? Oh, wow. Is it ping pong or basketball? No, we're playing basketball. <laughs> I'm not giving I'm not giving Coach Keats the easy way out. We're going we're going basketball. Hey, I'm telling you right now, there's not a single person who's beating him in ping pong. I, <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought like, yeah, I'll play. Man, I'm not touching I'm not touching a paddle when it comes to that. Uh, one on one basketball. I don't know. I don't know you gotta, if you can. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I, 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 Scott, I'm not even trying to get out of it. I don't know. Like, I know it's not me, but I don't know who it is. One-on-one -on -one basketball. I have two torn ACLs. Like, I know it's not me, but I don't know who it is. Uh, every single person would say it's them. And so it lets me know it's not them. So I don't know who it is. Well, you said it's not you. You just said it's not you. So there, there's got to be somebody else if it's not you. Oh, gosh. I, I, I really don't. Um, I can guarantee you Coach Keats would say himself. I, that's one oh, I can guarantee. Listen. Hey, JJ, you know what, too. What's that? JJ would probably say himself, too. That's what I'm saying. Every single person is going to say it's them. So I'm just saying it's not. You'd be the tie. See, you would be the tiebreaker because you'd have to you'd have to pick one. Yeah. You know. I, you know, hey, hey, Scott, I'm a pretty smart guy. 23 years. I'm going to go with Coach Keats. 
There you go. That, hey, that's a smart one. I was going to tell you, listen, it may not be staff, but if you had to pick one, just say KB. KB would be a <laughs> – KB now, would be – I'll tell you what, give it 20 years ago, and it was definitely KB. I can, like, I can uh, guarantee you KB's played with all the legends. I, if I went in there today, he'd still play with me. So No it, doubt. No <laughs> doubt. And, and KB, KB transcends like he's the bridge yeah. from past to, to, to present and, and – looking forward towards the future, but he's seen them all. Like yeah. that was one of the questions that, that uh, some of the guys were asking him, you know, KB, who's the best player that you've been around yep. here at NC State? And he was able to name basically every great, you know. Yeah. No, so he's, he's seen them all. He's got great stories too. He's, he's yeah. one of the best. So, yeah. hey, I, that, that concludes this. I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, uh, it, it's kind of like you said when we were texting back and forth about having you on. I enjoy talking basketball, especially with someone yeah. with, a, with as great as a basketball mind as you. Um, so that that was a lot of fun. So Wolfpack Nation, uh, I appreciate you guys listening. As always, please like, subscribe, uh, continue to support the NC State basketball team. We're one to know. We're on the we're on the ups. It's like he said, you, you can't go undefeated without winning the first one. And we got the first one. So, uh, yeah. Coach, I appreciate it, and and go pack. Hey, Scott, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. I can talk Wolfpack basketball all day on that. So go back. Thank you. I appreciate it.